Welcome to the second edition of the Kentucky High School Baseball Coaches Association podcast, your source for everything that is Kentucky baseball. Also, it's an exciting time for coaches across the bluegrass as our state convention starts in 24 hours. Then we'll kick off with assistant coach Todd Gillums, University of Kentucky, breaking down all things about leveraging baseballs and scoring runs. However, today, as we launch our second episode, we're sitting down today with the head baseball coach, Montgomery County High School coach, Chris Varney. Chris will be inducted into the Kentucky High School Baseball Coaches Association Hall of Fame this weekend, so I'm honored to have him on my first call as we dive into his experience as a 16-year head coach and just his third year at his current position. We're going to find out his why in coaching, why his program and culture hold his players to a higher standard than most. So let's welcome Coach Varney and let's get started. Coach Varney, how are we doing today, my man? Hi, buddy. I'm doing good. How are you? Doing great. So tell us about yourself and how you started in coaching. Well, um, I kind of always knew that I wanted to be a high school baseball coach. Back when when I was in high school, I was probably a junior in high school. Um, you had to be a teacher to be a head baseball coach. So uh, that's, the, that's the route I chose because uh, I knew that's, that's what I wanted to do is to eventually be a high school baseball coach. And I knew I had to be a teacher. So that's how I got into it. And uh, I kind of knew when I was about a junior in high school. All right. Well, that's earlier than most of us. I, I can tell you that from personal experience. But but, uh, but anyways, most of us have someone or some or someones that have mentored us along the way. Can you tell me who, who your mentors are? Uh, yeah. I, you know, I had, I had a really good... Um, high school coach when I was an eighth grade freshman uh, who really you know I still run a lot of his same button defenses and stuff that he taught me when I was eighth grade you know freshman year uh, was nice. Bruce Humphrey uh, he's uh, he, he actually coached high school baseball at Hazard and then he, he moved on to Johnson Central and a few other places but um, and then uh, one of the coaches that I ended up coaching with was my assistant John Meehan who gave me an opportunity to be his assistant at Hazard uh, Bobby Keith Dixon, who I played for in the summer, who's Perry Central's head coach. Uh, Larry Allison, former Clark County coach, who's um, who I have a great relationship with. We talk quite often to this day. Oh, nice. All right, was there anything as far as uh, as an assistant? I know you're an assistant coach, like you said, for a while. What was the main thing you, you learned as an assistant coach that probably helped you when you took your first head coaching job at uh, in high school? Well, what I what I was grateful for was Coach Ben Hazard, who he allowed me to be myself. You know, he put me in charge of things and and said it's yours. Uh, and he made me feel like that it, it, I took ownership of you know whatever I was doing, whether it was pitch calling, working with the pitchers, taking a mound trip. You know, there was no limitations on what he he let me do, let me say, how he let me go about my business. Um, it was always it's yours if you want to do it do it you know go to the mound if you want to go to the mound um and and it really helped me take ownership of that when i got to be a head coach it was i've been doing this for three years i know what i'm doing right i got actually got a kind of funny story when you said about mound visits so i have my pitching coach as well who's a david mutchler and um, last year we're down at disney and the inning before, we had one of our players not run out at third, at, run down the line at first base very hard, and uh, and my assistant coach got all upset and kind of jumped on him a little bit. 
well, in between innings, we changed pitchers. And so I'm sitting there talking to the player like, hey, you know, it's, you know, am I back to the field? And I, I talked for about five minutes and I turned around and kind of lost track of what was going on as we're, we're up like 7-2, 7-3 in control of the game. Well, my pitcher's struggling, so I run out there and uh, real quick, which I usually don't do because I let my pitching coach do that. And come to find out that was the second visit of that inning. I didn't see that my pitching coach went out earlier. And so I was like, all right, well, so I guess we're bringing our shortstop in to pitch. So that was one of the, so after that time, I told my pitching coach, I'm like, you know what? From now on, you make the mound visits. I'll just keep my butt in the dugout. So uh, that was a yeah, good learning experience right there. But anyways, moving on. So if I was to, you know, step into your, your program locker room and talk to some of your players, what do you think they would say if I said, describe the culture of your program? How does Coach Varney set the standard here at Montgomery County? You know, I think we just we try to outwork people, and I know that you know, you don't always are able to do that. But if your kids have that mindset that you know we're going to outwork our opponent, we're going to drill everything we can in practice to you know to feel like that they've seen it before. And, and I'm not saying that we outwork everybody and or our teams across the state, but when the kids have that mindset that we're we're working hard, we're working harder than. Than, than some other people, you know, they they take ownership in and trying to get better. Uh, they'll tell you things like that we have a lot of sayings like trust the process, um, my bad gets you beat, um, and uh, <laughs> there was one other we talked about yesterday with um, crap. I've, I've lost my train of thought, but um, if you do what you've always done, you get what you've always got. That's it. Um, that's, that's it right there. That, that's what I love. Yeah. Yeah. Um, all right. So, when what is you? So, what do you feel like some of your strengths are, and far as far as like developing players, or as far as just as your as a head coach in general? Um, I would say my strengths would probably be, you know, I try to stay really calm um, during during games. You know, you're not going to see me in a kid's face or in a kid's yeah. umpire's face. Try to stay on an even even keel to where. The kids just don't feel that, hey, you know, we're we're losing it here, or you know, we're losing our composure. So I try to stay very, very composed, very calculated. Um, but at the same time, too, they know that there's a line that, you know, we got to we got to live up to this standard. Um, so I try to be very calm with the kids always, and, and try to build confidence throughout the season. To um, by the end of the year, they feel like you know we can do this. Gotcha. That that's I'm kind of the same way as far as I don't you won't see me yell or get in a player's face either. I guess whether that's good or bad, some coaches can debate that, but I pretty feel pretty strongly about that. Um, so kind of building upon that, what are some ways that you hold your players accountable when they don't give you what you're looking for regarding games uh, or practices or workouts? Well, there's nothing there's nothing more motivating than sitting on the bench. So that's um, that's, that's probably my main motivation. If I, you know, hey, you're not getting it done. We're giving this guy a shot or you know you're not living up to the standard so you know you've got to you either got to change or you want to watch somebody else play right gotcha all right so coach i know you've won multiple regional championships and also lost a few yes. can you kind of dive into the difference between your championship teams versus the teams that maybe sometimes more talented but couldn't quite get over the hump um you know year to year it just it just depends on a lot of it when you get those regional tournaments is 
it's, it's, a, it's a lot of luck. It's a lot of who's got the most pitching left. Um, some crazy play that happens during the game. Um, I'm, I'm proud of all six of those teams that I've had in the finals. Um, you know, one of them I won probably that I shouldn't have. Uh, and then probably two or three others that we got to the finals that we probably had no business being there. It was just, we got a good draw. We, we had a nice oh, upset right. in the first or second round. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it was just, uh, but when the kids start believing, you know, great things can happen. And I'm as proud of the teams that made it that overachieved to the finals as, as I am the two that won it. That's awesome. That, that's awesome. And so kind of also, Reflecting back, so you've been doing this for 16 years, correct? Uh, this is 18. 18, oh, okay, 18 years. All right, so what would you tell a young Coach Varney if he was to walk on the feet, if you were to go back 18 years, day one, and say, look, dude, this is some things that you got to do better or correct, um, or just however you would approach that? Oh, goodness. Um, probably, probably you're not going to win every game. You know, there's – you're going to – you need to challenge your, your guys and your teams to um, to to realize that things are going to happen that you can't control. Uh, things, uh, you know, situations are going to rise where you've never seen before, you've never heard of. You know, things happen every year. Like, tag on, I've never seen that before. Yeah, yeah. Baseball, I say no two games are ever the same, which I can, at least in my third year of experience i can say that that that's for sure um so as far as your off season how did you guys attack the fall what was your main priorities in the fall uh coming into the start of the new school year uh well we've we, you know we've we've messed around with the drive line a little bit we've, we've we've tried that some um just trying to build some arm strength uh but you know in the fall we're, we're mainly you know you have a lot of kids play basketball and football especially at my school so, you know, you start out with about eight kids and you're just trying to work on some defensive stances or some, some teaching them how to double cut or mm-hmm. where we're backing up bases and, and just getting a foundation of base running and leads, you know, in the, in, in the, in the early fall on the field. You know, some ground balls, some, some fly balls, just to see kids go after, go after the ball in the gap. Uh, and then after the weather starts turning, then we really try to build some strength in the weight room. You know, we try to get, you know, a solid two to three months to where they're just, they're getting strong. And you can, you can see kids, especially at this age, you know, 16, 17, where they can, they can add 50, 75 pounds to their bench press or their squat. And it's like, that's going to help us hit the ball right. in the gap. Of course. Yeah. And we, then, yeah. Oh, yeah, I'm sorry. No, no, it's your call. <laughs> um, and then, you know, then, then basically February 15 comes and it's, it's, it's go time. So. Gotcha. Now, do you guys try to maintain weightlifting during the season at all? You know, that's, that's probably one of my weaknesses. I, you know, I hate the fact that I like, I try to have them at least do it once a week when we start the season, but it's just to maintain what we've, what we've gained. But, you know, you get into, you just played a district game on Tuesday, you know, everybody's tired got a JV game on Wednesday, you know, so we try, but it's, it's probably one of the weaknesses that I need a better, you know, handle on to, to where we got to find a way to get, to just maintain that strength during the season and, and just find a way to live without them getting too sober. Right. Yeah. It's, it's amazing. I heard a stat, it might've been on a driveline podcast where he was talking about how 
in the 91, 92, something like that. There was 360 pitches in the major leagues, clocked over 100 miles an hour. And uh, last year, there's almost over 3,000. So that's kind of shows you where the difference is. And, and most people attribute that to the weight room. So, so I agree with you on that one, the importance of that. Um, finally, we found out that you're being inducted into the Hall of Fame this weekend. So what was your initial reaction when you found out? And uh, what are you looking forward to um, this weekend at the convention? Well, um, you know, this is this is the 18th year I've been to the convention, so I've, I've not missed a year. Um, I'm very humbled, very grateful. I, I think that there's, you know, when I first found out, I was like, you know, do I really belong in this group? You know, there's there's guys with so many wins, like you know, Coach Whitaker, Coach Mantooth, Coach Miller, mm-hmm. that you know, Coach Dixon, Coach Meehan, that I really don't have that that resume yet, you know, but. Um, I'm very grateful and very honored. You know, the first time I went to this thing, you know, uh, I think I went to the luncheon and there was like one or two seats left at this table and, and coach Whitaker sitting at the table and coach Miller and coach Mantis. I'm like, man, I've got like 23 yeah. wins here and they, they've got like <laughs> 2000. Yeah. And I just try not to make eye contact with those guys and say something stupid, but, um, I've, I've grown to know some of those guys and, and I really appreciate and the fact that some of them has done it for 35 years and 40 years is yeah, unbelievable. That is unbelievable. God bless their wives and family for that. My wife, I don't know if she'd let me coach 35 years, but you know, it's all, it's all part of it. And I try to make sure I do a lot of foot rubs, you know, to make her happy, especially during baseball season. <laughs> and uh, so also, so what do you think are some things? I know we started this podcast, um, but as far as growing our association and letting coaches know, how great it is to connect and, and get together at the convention and, and just throughout the year. Um, I just think that, you know, I know that me, myself coming to these clinics, I, I, I always just try to steal some little something from somebody, you know, 99% of the things that we do in my program, I have got from somebody else. Right. And, and as baseball coaches, I think it's just so important to share information with each other. Um, I would love for some of our quote unquote higher coaches in this association with, with these great resumes to to get up there and, and, and do a clinic on hitting or a pitching clinic or you know, show how they run their program. And I think we're we're starting to do that. I think uh, Coach Porta from Saint Saint X is actually gonna do a session this year and I, I think that's wonderful. Yes. Um you know, just to just to pick the brain of some of these these older guys that that have been successful and won state championships and you know i would much rather as a personal level much rather listen to some of those guys talk than than some juco guy that you know from somewhere we have never heard of so right of course yeah it's kind of like they've been through the grind they understand kentucky baseball and it's just it's just a relationship and and that's why that's kind of like the the mission behind this podcast is man i'm Montgomery County's coach is talking about what he's doing and I'm his rival. I'm going to listen to what he's saying and learn from him. And, and I like the way he does things. And, and like you said, 99% of coaches steal stuff off other coaches. This game has been going on for so long that, that uh, when coach Corbin says on a podcast that he steals everything from somebody else, you know, Vanderbilt's head baseball coach it makes me feel better about stealing other people's stuff too. So now you did say one thing that I want to dive into briefly. We talked about yesterday before we wrap up today. And that was, 99% of things you do, like we just said, are from somebody else. 
But you mentioned something yesterday that I thought was new, and that's your point system during games. Can you kind of describe that for me, please? Yes. Um, so we try to, you know, with these kids, you got to try to find different motivations for them. And I've done the point system for, for quite a few years, but it's just a daily point system after a game to where, you know, they get so many points for a, a double or so many points for reading a ball in the dirt or take an extra bag or, um, you know, making a great, great play in the, in the gap to where at the end of the game, they, the next day, I send them a list of how many points each player accumulated. And it turns into a, uh, a way to connect with them where, you know, they're competing with each other, trying to be the high point total guy. And then we do a running total during the season and it kind of helps you to, you know, see who your best players are. You know, maybe, maybe it's not the guys with the most talent, but man, they're the most solid guys, and you can count on them to to execute things. And and but it's just a it's just a running total where where I send it to them uh, every day, uh, Google Classroom, and, and the kids talk about it, you know. And and, and even during a game, if the kid gets a dirt ball or something, the dugout's screaming out like plus four. Yeah, that's awesome. Four points, yeah, and it's just awesome. it's a really cool thing where the kids they enjoy it, they 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 get after it, and it makes them compete with each other. Right uh, outside the game. That's awesome. And I will probably be definitely stealing that from you. <clears throat> and for our listeners out there, we will definitely have that in our show notes, a copy of Coach's um, scoring system. If you have any questions about it, also email me, levibristow at gmail.com. We'll get that out to you. Last question, last question, Coach. Just want to know if you have any daily habits or routines um, or any superstitions you'd like to share with everybody. Uh, gosh. I like to be on time. <laughs> I like yeah. to uh, make sure that the kids, you know, I can't stand with kids dragging to practice, you know, coming through the gate or uh, at practice, you know, right at time to start stretching and stuff like that. Um, you know, I just, I, I like for them to work hard every day, you know, have a, have a goal. You know, I, I think that, that our kids know that I don't care what kind of team we have every year, year in and year out. Our goal was to win the regional tournament, and we might be have a terrible team that year. But at the at the same time, too, I don't want to change those standards. You know, I want to, I want those get kids to get to the, I guess, it would be the sectional tournament back again this year, and then and then on to uh, Whitaker Ballpark. But we want that same goal of hey, we're going to work our tails off to to try to win a region. Well, that's awesome, Coach Varney. Hey, I appreciate you being our first call. Uh, for the Kentucky High School Baseball Coach Association podcast. I appreciate everybody out there listening to it, helping spread the game across the Bluegrass State. Also, make sure you like us on Twitter, or follow us on Twitter, I mean, uh, at K-H-S-E-B-A-O-R-G. Also, the podcast is available on Stitcher, Pocket Cast, and Anchor. And also on Anchor, there's a ability to leave a message if you're click the message button on the anchor app you can put in voice messages and we'll be happy to share those in our next podcast but coach thanks for joining us man hope you have a great day and uh never stop learning all right thanks appreciate it